Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we have bishops and other pastors in Atlanta that's uniting. Now, are they uniting to say, hey, we need to make sure the homeless in the black community is off the street? No. Are they uniting to say, hey, we need to figure out some job training in the black community so our people can get jobs? No. Are we trying to deal with the sick and shut in? No. These pastors and bishops are uniting. And why are they uniting? So black people could make sure to get registered to vote and uniting, of course, for black folks to vote Democrat. And you know exactly that's what their push is. But let's go ahead and roll this, you know, short clip. But we need to go into this because me personally, the black church has been a big stumbling block for the black community. Leading bishops with the African Methodist and Christian Methodist Episcopal churches took to the steps of the Georgia State Capitol today to announce a historic partnership. They're combining the resources of their churches across the state of Georgia to increase engagement among black voters. Their current plans include training pastors at their various churches in voter engagement, voter registration workshops, and designing personal voter plans for individual church members. Bishop Thomas L. Brown, who leads the 6th CME Church District in Georgia, says it's even more important this year that faith leaders listen to young voters who will make up a significantly larger part of the voting population during this election. The challenges I think we deal with is we don't listen to young people. We want to tell young people what to do and not do. And the time has come now. We need to listen because you all are smart people. You can teach us some things. We need to sit and listen to you so you can help us do a better job at what we're doing these days. Hey, Bishop, let me say something. Any of you bishops in Atlanta, if you want to sit down and talk with me, I'll gladly go to your church in Atlanta and talk to you and tell you what people are really saying. But before anything like that happened, I'm glad you're at least acknowledging that you're trying to dictate instead of just listening. See, if you had the pulse of the street and you knew what was happening with younger people, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. See, this really bothers me because you guys are only uniting so you can lead black folks to go put Biden in office. Now, if you're supposed to be reading that Bible, that Bible teach you that you're in the world, but you're not of the world. The Bible teach you to be a servant, not to be served, but yet your servanthood is of the Democrat party. And you want to take our people who have got nothing from the Democrat party, Nothing at all. Now you churches get stuff from the Democrat party. You guys are tax free or you live your best life, but your members are brothers and sisters in, in Atlanta is struggling. They're having a hard time in Atlanta, hard time in Georgia. And we saw not too long ago, 20% of black folks said that they want to vote for Trump. 10% said they wanted the couch. Why is that? Because the Democrat party has not done nothing, but you black churches, you have been the biggest cheerleader of the Democrat party. It's not just Biden, but the party itself. You do not unite to do anything else, but serve up the black community to the Democrat party. And then, okay, pastors, bishops, let's say you get all these people to vote for Democrat. And then the black folks don't get nothing out of it. 
Black folks seen what happened the last time. Look who getting all the resources right now in this country. We ain't even talking about the people outside the country getting it. We talking about in this country, migrants are coming across that border every day and getting resources that don't even go to the black communities, sir and ma'ams. Don't we don't even get it. What are you guys doing? See, you, you have failed before you even got started. You're not at the state capital to be fighting up against gentrification. You're not at the state capital to be talking about black people having all the opportunities and the funding uh, for businesses, funding to fix our neighborhoods. You're not fighting for anything like that. You're fighting. You're over there at the state capital talking about getting us registered to vote. And you know, good and well, it's to vote Democrat. The black church has been the biggest traitor to the black community. Y'all have, as a collective, have sold us out. Election after election after election. You don't call out anything that the Democrat Party has done. Why aren't you talking about reparations? Black church. Now all of a sudden y'all talking about Israel and Palestine. And I say, look at that. You talking about something that has nothing to do with black America. Why aren't you talking about the reparations? Why aren't you talking about mass incarceration? That's the different things that we should be talking about, but no, we're not talking about that. I want y'all to see the black politician and the black preacher. They have been a part of the selling out and sabotage of black America. The, the boule, all of them, and most of them in the boule, the black preacher, the black politician, they all in the boule too. A lot of them are. They have no problem selling us down the river. They won't tell Biden anything. They didn't tell Obama anything. They just right there. Them same preachers in Atlanta left Fonnie Willis behind, get up in the church and just straight lie about her relationship with Nathan Wade. Now it's coming out. Oh yeah. Well, I had a relationship with him. I was fooling with him. Everybody exposing her behind right now, but she went in y'all churches and straight lies. See, that's the problem. Politicians shouldn't even be speaking to your congregation. They shouldn't. But I remember as a child, Democrat politicians would come to our church and talk to us. Always Democrats. It wasn't Republicans. It was always Democrats. And I, as a child, say, well, why? I thought there was more than one people running. Why, why is it don't have both parties coming in to talk to us? I just never understood why always a Democrat. And then when a Democrat talks to you, okay, you go out there and vote. The, the Democrats will sit up there and, and, and black folks would allow these politicians to put their signs in their yards. I remember it growing up. They would ask you, well, can I put my campaign sign? And they won't pay you a dime. Free advertisement, no money getting paid. Black folks will have these people signs in their yard for free. And then the politicians get in there and they disappear like a water vapor. You don't see them. You don't hear them until it's time to come vote for them again. And the cycle repeats over and over and over and over. And that black preacher has been a part of why our community hasn't went anywhere. Look all the resources that go to that black preacher in the billions. The black preacher haven't built no institutions for the black community out of all these billions. See, 
Another issue that black preacher got is that the younger people aren't going to their churches. See what he said about what well, the younger people are going to be outnumbering. Yes. Oh yes. Every two years they're losing their crowd that normally go to the churches or their crowd that go to straight, you know, sold out Democrat. And I tell people we have nothing but time. Time is on our side. Every two years they're losing voters. And now they're going to have to deal with us because I, like I told people, you know what? During the pandemic, I was happy when they shut down them churches. Not because I don't believe in the Lord. Oh no, no, no. I definitely believe in God. I believe in prayer and everything else, but these churches have not done anything for the black community. What are they open for? Why are they, why are they tax free? I'm cool with you being tax free. If you're providing daycares in the community, grocery stores, schools for our children, job training. Maybe you have a homeless shelter open, like something you do in the community. Now I know some people say, well, my church does that. Your church may do that but we talking about the whole, not your church. The whole of the black churches in America don't do that, but they're collecting billions of dollars. I think you should not be tax free. If you're not doing those things in the community. Now, if you open and do the things I'm talking about and you're doing different things in the community and being a pillar in the community, then yeah, I think you should be tax free. No problem with me. I think you, you should get some government funding to even op help open up, you know, different things for the communities, but they're not doing anything. We see the preachers living their best life, millionaires while the congregation is suffering. And then you tell it, you, you, you hustling the congregation talking about giving 10% of a tithe. So it may be food in God's house. God don't eat your food. God don't need your paper money. Like, like when, when, when has God became broke? God's not broke. I say, if you want to give a tithe, take your 10% and go, and go feed somebody with your 10% or go help somebody pay their rent or something or do something nice. Go pay for somebody's groceries or, or you know, any chance you can to bless somebody. If you want to, if you want to do something nice and be an extension of God's hand to somebody else, you go do that. And you don't need no preacher for that. You say, look, okay, I'm going to take my $200 and you know what? I'm going to go buy somebody their groceries that's in front of me today. And you see a family like that and say, hey, I'm going to pay for their groceries. That's being an extension of God's hand. Not giving it to that preacher. Trust me, that person in the grocery store will appreciate you doing that a lot more than you giving that to that preacher that's trying to sell you out to a Democrat that who's not doing nothing for black people. These black preachers don't talk about anti-black hate crime bill. We talking about the whole, we're not talking about the few, cause there are a few that talk about it. Like Bishop Talbot Swan and people like that. I'm not talking about brothers like him or sisters like him. I'm talking about the whole. They're not talking about reparations. They're not, they not, they not talking about gentrification. They're not talking about the migrant crisis. They're not talking about anything that's beneficial to black people. So that's why I'm saying like, like let them eat cake. Well, why are we going to sit up here and go, go listen to a sellout? I mean, seriously, at this point, that's why I like the younger generation. And when they say the younger generation, they mean the under 50, 
The under 50 crowd, I know I had some brothers and sisters say, man, I'm 53. I ain't with that. I'm 55. Man, I'm 60. I ain't with that crap. And I'm not talking about you brothers and sisters. I'm not talking about you. If you're listening to us over here, you're not part of that crowd, obviously, because you won't, li- you won't last long here because you're not going to like it. So if you didn't, if you a person that's 65, 70, and you here and you agree, we saying we're not talking about you, brother or sister. We're not talking about you. And I ain't got no issue with you. We, but we're talking about not the individuals. We're talking about that group who have been traditionally selling us out. We live in a day and time that we got to get something. If we don't get nothing as a community, we're done as a collective. Now, individuals will be okay, certain individuals, but it doesn't do good if individuals are doing good with the whole is, is bad off. That, that doesn't make us feel good if we doing good, but the rest of our community is doing bad and we know we're being sabotaged and that black preacher is part of the sabotage in this nation. Brothers and sisters in Georgia, you got the right idea right now. These Democrats don't deserve. Yeah, they, they had you get out there and go vote for Raphael Warnock. What you got out of that? Hmm. And shout out to Atlanta. I love going to Atlanta. Anytime I'm in the airport, I talk to brothers and sisters. I love going out to Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta. What have you got from Raphael Warnock? What you got? From what I see, you got nothing. They had y'all go out there and vote for uh, uh, Osoff. I think that's his last name. What you got out of him? Nothing. You don't have got nothing out of these people. Not a freaking thing. But yet, you supposed to go out there and put more Democrats in office? Man, the worst thing you can do is listen to the black preacher because he's not even following God's word and stay out of politics. He should be talking about God's politics and thus saith the Lord. He's not out there calling out the filth and degradation in American society. He's not calling the filth out. He, t- he out here stomping for the Democrats. To me, you're not legitimate to me. If I hear you a preacher talking about Democrat, if I hear you a preacher talking about Republican, I don't want to hear you. Because you're not following the scriptures. You're supposed to be out here calling out the, the, the evil, doing good in the community. And one thing about you preachers, you're scared to call out the evil. You're scared. Because you allow things in your church just so you can collect tithes. You're sold out to money and you're not sold out to God. That's the problem with you preachers. And that's why I don't want nothing to do with the, the churches. I'm good. I peep that. That is the culture in the church. When I say you're afraid to call out sin and unrighteousness because you're afraid your member's going to leave and you're looking at it as, well, that's money leaving this church. Can't do it. And let me tell you something. More people will support you if you called out sin and unrighteousness than going along with it to collect the check. I call out sin and unrighteousness all the time and I'm not a preacher. And guess what? People support me. So they support me and I'm nowhere near a preacher. Then what about you? To me, you cosplaying a preacher just to get a bag, which is utterly despicable. And that's why a lot of black people didn't seen who you really are. You nothing but a pandering, you know, so-called preacher for the Democrats. And, 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 and we are making sure to circle our wagons completely around to identify all the sellouts the black preacher and the black politician. They have sold us down the river, but thank God 
that we are waking up. We see the error in, in all our ways for listening to you. You have been delegitimized. Because think about it, nobody respects the black preacher no more. I mean, at one point in time, a black preacher would come around like, oh, man, you not say that preacher coming around, reverend coming around. People don't pay, pay attention to y'all no more. Why? Because y'all did that. Selling out for Democrats, sleeping around with people in the church, whether somebody, some woman, somebody wife, uh, sleeping around with somebody husband. I'm talking about some of the male preachers. I ain't talking about the female ones. All kind of stuff going on. Look at people like Eddie, Eddie Long. All that kind of stuff was going on in these churches. Please. But we got to just hold the line, brothers and sisters. Just hold the line. In Georgia, hold the line. These Democrats don't deserve your vote at all. You want to vote for Trump? Like I said, great. You want to have a uh, vote for the couch? Great with me too. But these Democrats haven't done nothing for us, so why in the world should we go out and vote for them?